to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, sound engineer Jose Rodriguez, and Ryan London Levin. Odd Bits and End Pieces would like to thank the City of Bloomington and Leah Hughes for allowing us the use of their facilities. Two bits. I'd like to call this TA, Tutors Anonymous Meeting to Order. My name is Lee. Hi, Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. And I am a tutor. I'll open the meeting to the members. Uh, hi, I'm Ryan. Hey, hi, Ryan. Ryan. I've been a TA member for six years. Uh, good evening. My name is Riley. Hi, hi Riley. Uh, this is my first TA meeting. Oh, wow. Welcome, Riley. Now, we'd love to hear your story if you're ready or if someone else can give theirs. I'd rather not go first if that's okay. Of course. Any... Other takers? Oh, I'll go. Uh, my name is Ryan. I've basically been tooting my whole life. At about age six, I started to think it was pretty funny when I tooted. Or when other people tooted. I would laugh and laugh until it hurt. Sometimes while I was laughing, a little toot juice would come out, and of course I was horrified. I had to go change my pants. <laughs> <laughs> we have all had toot juice. In the car is the worst. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, oops, ooh. ooh, there is some right now. <laughs> oh, sorry for the interruption, Ryan. Hey, everyone, keep going. I'm going to go change my tidy whities oh, uh, At about age 15, I was in my <laughs> denial stage. I would toot and look around the room at the other kids, <laughs> acting like it wasn't me, <laughs> when all the kids knew exactly <laughs> that it was me. A teacher once told a classmate who sat next to me to move because she was afraid I'd toot juice on her. It was so embarrassing. So I kept retreating from groups and society as always until... <laughs> I basically became a hermit. Oh, I can I so identify. That was when my mother suggested I'd come here and try to understand that a lot of people were tutors and I wasn't alone. Oh, amen. Oh, I you, buddy. <laughs> it made me feel uh, that I wasn't alone and that there were other people like me. This is my mother sitting next to me. Hi, Mom. She has been tutoring. Oh, a TA for 14 years now. Wow. That is so sweet. And thank you for sharing, Ryan. Anyone else want to go now? And by go, I mean share your story next. Oh, more juice. I will be back in a second. <laughs> uh, I'll go. My name is Riley. Hi, Riley. I really just started tooting about nine months ago. Oh, wow. I went on a diet and uh, stopped eating meat. I, I replaced the protein I was missing by eating huge portions of beef 
beans. Uh, I especially like the, Mexi the, the Mexican beans uh, in food, like uh, enchiladas, burritos, and chimichangas. Oh, I love chimichangas. The more I ate, the spicier I liked the beans to be. So now, when I go to Mexican restaurant, I literally use a bottle of hot sauce. I'm not ashamed to say I love it. I love the taste. I love the smell. And I love cleaning my plate. On the darker side of my diet change, my partner of four years has left me because of the odiferous cloud that seems to follow me. I'm struggling to know that I'm not different from anyone else just because I took boot. And that's why I'm here. Thank you for listening. Wow. Hey, thank you, Riley. Uh, we're gonna take a 10... A 10-minute break. And when we all get back, uh, we'll read the chapter out of the big book called Not All Gas is Premium. Four bits. And now for the pieces part of the podcast. Here's December Light, composed by Joan Griffith, with Terry Elliott on violin, Joan Griffith on guitar, and Anita Ruth on piano.
six bits. Game show. Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces Quiz Game. There are three topics in each game and three questions with each topic. Each player will get their own topic and questions. If they cannot answer a question correctly, the other players can steal a point with a correct answer. Each question is worth one point. The player with the most points at the end of the game is the winner. As host, I can change the point total whenever I want. Today's players are Joan Griffith, Anita Ruth and Riley McNutt. Hello, everybody. How are you? So the first category we're going to have today is songs, and we're going to start with Joan. Joan, how are you today? Oh, good. Good. What kind of car did Janis Joplin ask the Lord to buy her? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me? A Mercedes-Benz. That is beautiful. Yes, one point for Joan. And I love the singing. I should almost give you more points, but I'm going to wait to the end. Okay, question number two. What time does Billy Joel's Piano Man start? What time? What time? What time does Billy Joel's Piano Man start? Hmm, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, 8.25. No, that's incorrect. Anita Riley. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. is right. It's 9 o'clock on a Saturday. So one to, point for her. Joan, I try to one avoid that Anita. song whenever I can. <laughs> don't blame you. Okay, third question and last question, Joan. What was Johnny Paycheck's anthem for the working class? Uh, what was Johnny Paycheck's anthem for the working class? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Dodge Kinto? Nope. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Anita Riley? Nope. Take this job and shove it. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, one to one and zero for the first round of scores. Riley, let's go with history. Okay. What kind of animal sperm... Frozen in 1952, was thawed in 1977 to mark Queen Elizabeth II's Silver Jubilee. <laughs> what kind of animal sperm, frozen in 1952, was thawed in 1977 to mark Queen Elizabeth II's Silver Jubilee? A corgi. No, that's incorrect. Anita. A horse. That's really close. Joan, I guess? Uh... I, um, I, I, uh, 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 nope, none no. of those are correct. <laughs> it would be a bull. A bull sperm Naturally. was frozen in 1952, I mean, yes. Clearly. Okay, question two, Riley. Who gave Abby Hoffman his first dose of LSD? Who gave Abby Hoffman his first dose of LSD? The CIA. That's really close, actually. Anita or Joan? The U.S. Army. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. There we go, political right away. And our last question, Riley. What's the only country in the world to have removed nuclear weapons from its arsenal? What's the only country in the world to have removed nuclear weapons from its arsenal? Completely or partially? Completely. Ukraine? No, it's not Ukraine. Joan? Iceland. No. Anita? Israel. No, it's our neighbor, the Canadians. Canada. So after two rounds, we have Anita one and Joan one and Riley none. So, Anita, your category will be potpourri. What's Florida's third biggest industry? 
What's Florida's third biggest industry? Fishing. Is not correct. Jonah Riley. No guesses. Might be illegal. Prostitution. No. <laughs> Methamphetamines. Close. It's drug smuggling. <laughs> <laughs> and Lee's like, I know all these answers. Okay, question two, Anita. What's the occupation of Charlie Brown's father? What's the occupation of Charlie Brown's father? He's a barber. Yes. How did you oh. know that? <laughs> That's gotcha. I know everything. Oh, my goodness gracious. You're a you good man, questions. Charlie Brown. Yes, you're uh -huh. the kind of. Okay, and last question. What does Aaron Gobra mean? What does Aaron Gobra mean? God be with you. Mm. Very close. I think it means Ireland forever. It does mean Ireland forever. So I was right. <laughs> uh, you were kind of right, but what we have is a tie with Anita and Jonah, two to two, which means we're going to have a tiebreaker question, which I was totally unprepared for, but I can swim with it. So here's the question. Whoever knows it, it's going to be in the category of music. I know a tough category for both of you. What famed hall? is New York City's Russian tea room next to? Carnegie. Carnegie. Uh, Anita, you've won the, the tournament, the round, the extra question, blurted, everything. Congratulations. Anita Ruth is our winner of this wonderful competition. Thank you. Eight bits. In Scarlet when I was born, let it Magic nymph. Oh, a wandering moron. Oh, oh, fair wood nymph. Your song called to me across the land. The dream of your silver voice kept me going through all the trials of my journey. I come to beg the most beautiful creature for my heart's desire. What are you talking about? Ah, uh, well, uh, well, well, you see, I am. Are you all right? What do you mean? Well, not to put too fine a point on it, but you sound a bit less melodious than advertised. Oh, have you know, many a knight in shining armor has said that. I have the dulcet tones of a snowplow slowly peeling the bumper off your car. Indeed. Oh, uh, of course. The f do you want? Oh, most beauteous one. I wish I had an island. No, I wish I couldn't get sick. No, I wish I had a million gold pieces. Mm, all of those, or? Well, I mean the money first. <laughs> we can go from there. I'll be rich. Well, you certainly would be, yeah. So, dream of my bosom, I want two million gold pieces. Oh, good for you. I agree, that'd be very good for me. You got a light, kid? Oh, uh, I have a box of matches, sure. Oh, oh, of course. There must be some grand ritual where we two bind souls to grant my heart's desire. Sure, yeah. And this tasty hand rolled is not going to light itself. Oh, uh, all right. Oh, that's better. So, why tell me this? Well, don't you grant wishes? Like I live in a magic engagement ring? You don't have to live in a magic ring to grant wishes. This is your spring, isn't it? 
Top of the class, ladies and gentlemen. Now scram. That's not a very nice way to treat your wish, uh, requester. I don't grant wishes. Well, you should. That doesn't change reality, does it? Isn't magic for changing reality? It looks like the whole f***ing universe is against you on this one. Uh, what does a nymph do, then? Oh, I've taken up taxidermy lately. I like to set up dead squirrels like they're a cute little stage actors in dresses and tights. I call this one Love's Acorns Lost. Next, I'm doing Romeo and Squirliet. It's a favorite of my TikTok followers. Good Lord, is it? I also do my best to keep up with my stories when the cable is working. You know, you have no idea how hard it is to get good service out in the middle of nowhere like this. Upgraded cable and Wi-Fi package my ass. I can't imagine. Then there are locals. Kids these days, I tell you. The world is going someplace in a handbasket and it's sure not on a holiday cruise. Unless the ship stalled and the plumbing broke down. Yeah. That's the stinky creek this world is heading up. Uh, can we no get back to the subject at hand? You mean the subject of you getting your pimple cheeks out of my f***ing clearing? No! Oh, maybe you can only inspire, not grant wishes. Uh, well then, I... Oh, I want to become the most famous writer of our time. And I want a cure for my hemorrhoids. If wishes were fishes, I could move in here for mackerel. Now beat it. Ow! That cigarette was still lit! Looks like I need a light again. No, you just flick that one at me too. Fine, I'll get it. Oh, you can do magic. That fire came from your fingertip. Ouch! And now I need a third cigarette. These are hand rolled with a very high quality leaf. I hope you understand their value. Oh, ho, ho, I'm honored you deign to flick your fancy tobacco butts at me. But you shall not be rid of me so easily. I will camp at the edge of your spring until you grant me this boon, that I shall be a great writer. Oh, Hera, give me strength. Fine, you're a f***ing brilliant writer. Now please go nurture your newly budding talent somewhere far away, preferably hugging a cinder block at the bottom of a lake. Truly? Oh, you have my fondest regards, dear nymph. You shall have my highest thoughts and esteem for as long as I draw breath. Grand. Bye-bye now. Farewell, to quote the great wizard. Wherever ye fare, you will always be my heart. Ah. Yes. Ah, yes. Ha. Ah. There goes the future most successful Oklahoma seafood restaurant blogger in the world. Um, well, hi, I'm Joan Griffith. I'm your odd bits and end pieces interviewer of the day. And my special guest is Ryan Levin. Um, and Ryan, you're going to sing a song for us, uh, aren't you? That's, that's right. Okay, and what are you going to sing? I'm going to be singing Tonight at Eight from She Loves Me. I love that song. Me too. Okay, take it away, Ryan and Anita Ruth on the piano. I'm nervous and upset. Because this girl I never met I get to meet tonight at eight I'm taking her to dinner at a charming old cafe But who can eat tonight at eight? It's early in the morning and 
our date is not till eight o'clock tonight, and yet already I can see what a nightmare this whole day will be. I haven't slept a wink, I only think of our approaching tete-a-tete tonight at eight. I feel a combination of depression and elation, what a state to wait till eight. She may not be very smitten, and my hopes, perhaps, may all collapse. Kaput! Tonight, at eight! I wish I knew exactly how I'll act and what will happen when we dine tonight, at eight. I know I'll drop the silverware, but will I spill the water or the wine tonight, at eight? Tonight I'll walk right up and sit right down beside the smartest girl in town and then it's anybody's guess. More and more I'm breathing less and less. In my imagination I can hear our conversation taking shape tonight at eight. I'll sit there saying absolutely nothing or I'll jabber like an ape. And that was fantastic. Oh, thank you. I just love that song. Um, and you actually did this song in a show, didn't you? That's right. I did it with Anita and you at uh, the good old Artistry in Bloomington. All right. And what did you like about that role? Do you remember? It was been a while. But... I, you know, that role is just pure. Uh, it's pure joy, you know. And I think it's uh, pretty bare bones musical theater, like everything you know and love about musical theater is. Uh, George from She Loves Me and and that show in general. Um, and I've uh, it's a role that I, you know, really cherish. And I think if the theater were to come back, and if that opportunity again, I would love to play him again too. Yeah, it's a, it's a great role. And you're right. There's some, some fun songs in it for yeah. sure. Now, I saw you in another show um, at Artistry, uh, Last Five Years, which is kind of a different show than that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Two-person musical with alternate timelines and very, very heavy, not very, uh, go, yeah, one, one timeline going forwards, one timeline going backwards. Um, pretty heavy subject matter, not so much a she loves me, but a she left me or he left me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, very beautiful music, Jason Robert Brown. Um, it's one of my uh, favorite roles I've ever played. It's a very challenging role because, you know, a two-person musical is that's a heavy that's a heavy load for one for a couple yeah. actors yeah i know i saw it and you just you handled that brilliantly it was well really thank you fantastic um so um in this age of of the plague as you've been calling it mm -hmm. um what have you been doing to keep busy well um so obviously there's not a lot of theater work out there but um i've been you know trying to you know still create, you know, obviously I'm very thankful to be here and uh, help make sketches and do things with you guys. Um, but, uh, you know, mostly I've been uh, nannying some sweet kids, you know, and taking care of them. 
and I've been uh, I've been teaching myself to code because uh, you know and. When there's no theater and there's nothing, you know, when the future doesn't look so bleak, maybe find a career that's, <laughs> you know, that's secure. But, um, but I've been teaching that, and that's been like an interesting journey. But I, I've been sort of sitting here waiting for some theater to return and go back to that. Right. Um, but, uh, and I've been, you know, doing writing of my own, you know, and maybe like produce my own show in the future. Um, trying to get into different creative aspects because I believe as an artist, you should be able to explore other things about yourself, not just acting and singing and try and create some things in your own way. And if you were to write your own show, what would it look like? What's it about? Oh, oh man, I can't give away too much, but, (laughs) uh, but I, you know, uh, obviously, you know, I'm very passionate about working with kids and, um, the kind of show that I'm looking to make is, uh, sort of family shows and um, shows for kids and shows that are not, I, not even, I would say, kiddie, you know, shows that, you know, challenge kids to think outside the box and, you know, they see something and they try to recreate it at home. Like that sort of small theater magic that I want to bring to a new audience, you know, especially after being cooped up for so long. I think people would love to see something that makes them want to explore an adventure with what they have at home. Yeah, well, I know that um, our next door neighbor's uh, kid. That's was right. One of, yes, was one of your students. Um, and But he was pretty young then, like four, yeah. five. Four and, five. Um, and so when when you do the you know, kind of theater storytelling stuff with the little kids, what did, what did, did they surprise you with the oh, stuff that they see? Absolutely, absolutely. So when I was working at the preschool, uh, I had this, a class called Step Into a Story, where I would, um, it would basically be like a an improv sort of create your own adventure with the kids where we would take the whole building to ourselves and um, I would come up with a very vague sort of plot and the kids sort of created the story around us, you know, like we'd crawl under chairs and tables and pretend we're going in a tunnel and the kids would say something like, oh, look, I see dinosaur fossils. Oh, look, I see there's a dragon. And I would, as the adult, just go, yes, yes, there is a dragon and pretend it's real and act like it's real. It's like, what do we do? Do we sneak around the dragon? Do we become friends with the dragon? So this sort of inspired my sort of writing is to um, create something that felt very real to the kids, um, even though it was just playtime and acting. And um, I think that's the bare bones of what acting is. Like a lot of my actor friends would agree that they started acting when they were just, you know, five years old, playing around in their room, playing pirates or playing astronauts, you know. And I think as an adult to be to give that freedom to kid for kids to grow from that I think that's really special oh that's great Ryan yeah I can barely wait (laughs) Ryan time yeah well thanks Ryan for coming and uh, reading some skits today and singing that beautiful song well thank you for having me to save your life, my good neighbor. If everyone had worn a mask in the beginning, this would have been over in a month. Wash your hands for 20, please, especially if you just sneezed. Wash your hands for 20, please, with soap and water. 
COVID-19 has a frequency, and we don't vibrate at that frequency. Social distance when you're out. Wear a mask, have no doubt. Social distance when you're out. Don't get too close. Over 500,000 people have died from COVID-19. If we do, we'll all get through. Mom and Dad, Grandma too. Take precautions, love to you. Thank you, neighbor. Do the right thing. Wear the damn mask. That'll never happen again. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces. We would like to thank our sponsor, York Dental, at the corner of York and 76th Street in Edina, Minnesota. Dr. Silva, Inez, and Jelinek's award-winning practice will gently take care of all your dental needs. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy. You are my sunshine.